Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Nat, and I'm joined by the lovely Jimin. Hello. And we are here to talk all things K-pop and K-entertainment. So thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been a while, but we're back, back by popular demand. And we're here to have some fun today. So we hope you have fun with us. All right. So let yeah. us start with what we're listening to. You know, what's what's playing now? Oh, this is so <laughs> juicy. I've been listening to a lot of stuff, okay? First and foremost, pretty much any 2000s hip-hop song you can think of. I'm talking Lean With It, Rock With It. I'm talking Pop Lock and Drop It. I'm talking Nuck If You Buck. Any 2000s hip-hop song you can think of, I listen to it. Um, I also listen to a lot of, like, kind of R&B. I'm talking Sierra, Carrie Hilson, Beyonce, Destiny's Child, um, Ashanti, Kelly Rowland. Yeah, I listen to that, too. I also listen to some hood classics, like... Um, well, one of these I'm not going to say because I don't want to promote this artist because he's a horrible influence. Um, but Young Jock, <laughs> everybody knows Young Jock. Do you remember that song Looking Boy, which is actually super problematic these oh, days? Oh, <laughs> wow. I haven't listened to that song in forever. I but know. Young Jock also is the one who's like, da, 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 it's going down. Like, he's the one who did mm-hmm. that one, Make right? me okay. the mile. It's going it's down. Going down. Yeah. Oh, I remember um, being in the clubs dancing to that song. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember being in like maybe sixth grade or seventh yeah. grade. <laughs> oh, song. I was legal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I listened to all those songs. By the way, if you decide to listen to Looking Boy, it'll do two things. One, it'll give you a little bit of perspective, a little bit of perspective of black roast roasting culture. And cause that's that whole song, just a roasting song, but two, it'll show you how incredibly far we have made it as a society. Cause that song (laughs) is problematic as hell. Um, uh, What else? So of of course, all of that two thousands hip hop and R and B actual R and B, not this, like fake R&B. Also, I've been listening to like these songs that have gotten popular on TikTok. Um, I, I don't recommend that app. Don't go on there. It's an app made by the devil. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I like the little challenge songs that I didn't like listen to when they got first got popular. I was listening to, so you know that song like I fucking love you. Mm. I L Y. No, Bazzy. Ah, it's not ringing any bells for me. But I will, I've been listening to IFLY, and I also, there's a song, there's a song, y'all, that is like, I'm sure all of the people who listen to our podcast know it, but I'm so out of the loop that I didn't know it. But it's like a song that goes, Corvette, Corvette, hop in the motherfucking jet like that. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's like a song, and like the, one of, it's got a remix, and it's like featuring Lil Uzi Vert, and you know, I do like Lil Uzi Vert. Um <laughs> And it's just, I, the song has been stuck into my stuck in my head. Like I I just randomly like the like earlier I was like Corvette Corvette hop in the motherfucking jet like that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all of these like ratchet TikTok songs. Um, but in terms of K-pop, I've been listening to a lot of like my vault. So I have this like vault on YouTube where it's like songs that maybe are not in rotation currently but like I still love them so we're talking about you know lots of Luna mm-hmm. some NCT um uh I'm trying to think of who else um most I think a lot of it is Luna um yeah and then 
there were some super M songs in there. Like I listened to No Manners and some other songs. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of my K-pop. And then you guys know I'm always listening to two by two. So in terms of K-pop. Um and then a little bit of BTS. I listened to uh, what I'm trying to think. I listened to not a lot of BTS and not often, but just a little tiny bit because it's a part of my vault. Um, but that's really it, I think. What about you? What have you been listening to? I've been listening to everything. Once again, nice. I'm just like not I haven't really felt like being tied down by genres. So like um i've been doing a lot of just like apple music playlists so they have like a chill list for me and they have something called like nat station and it's based on like obviously the songs you listen to and the things that you've saved to your your library and things like that so i've just been discovering some songs you know like there's some shiny songs that i hadn't heard before like Sym symptoms <laughs> i i don't know why I i've never heard the song before but i haven't you've so. never i thought you said you liked symptoms that was one of your favorites no 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 i think you were saying you like ada and i was like if you yes. like ada you like symptoms yes girl symptoms is that girl and trigger those are like my favorite songs like i it's weird because i feel like i should have listened to it so i probably feel like i probably did it just never Maybe I was doing something and I wasn't focusing because sometimes I do play like shiny albums in the background <laughs> just just because um, if Fair. I'm looking for something new. And so but sometimes, you know, like you're doing things, you're cleaning, you're doing all these things, and you're not really paying attention. So I feel like I should have listened to the song before. But anyways, um, so like I've been listening to these mixes. So a lot of like R&B is spe specifically like. 112. I've been listening to a lot of just Justine Sky lately as well too. I got I just got into Dua Lipa's um, Future Nostalgia album, which I don't know why I like. I love Can't Start Now, but for whatever reason, um, I guess because that album, her first album that came out, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> like I think I liked one song from it. Uh, I was kind of just like, oh well, maybe she's just a singles girl. You know, all the singles she drops, I listen to like Levitating and stuff like that, but I won't listen to the album. I just listened to the my first Dua Lipa song the other day, which also been listening to Selena Gomez. That you guys know the song that I like by her. With Dua Lipa, I feel like um, I only like one, I only like two lines or three lines out of one song by her. Like I don't even like the song. I thought I like. I don't even like it. I just like the Aren't You the Guy. <laughs> I just uh, like that part. <laughs> yeah, 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 or Don't Start Now, or whatever that don't song is called. Now. Yeah, yeah, I like that song. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. I feel like she's really hot on cold. Uh, I've been listening to Chloe's Have Mercy a lot. I really, really, really like that song. Also, Old Town dropped an album in 2019. And I freaking love that album. I love it so much. So, you know, I'm, I've been aging myself so much so far. But yes, that I those are the things that I've been loving lately in terms of K-pop. Espa, Espa, Espa. You know, so um, definitely been listening to a lot of Espa. Definitely been listening to a lot of SM. Don't call me advice. I was I was watching um, Taeyeon's Unseen, the Unseen concert the other day. Fantastic, and obviously got seven. Ours dropped to solo. Our solo. I actually really like the the album like as a whole. So yeah, um, that's what I've been listening to. So we watched a buttload of music videos <laughs> that was the weirdest transition we've ever done but yes we did watch a yes. bunch of them and did not record it which is such a shame because there were some amazing takes okay like some really good takes uh shout outs to i am <laughs> yes. if you know you know right right <laughs> so i'll 
give you guys the breakdown of what we watch so you know yes. like what we're gonna but we're only gonna comment on like the standouts but we listen yeah. we watch the mvs for keys bad love lisa's la lisa and the money performance video itsy with loco Coldplay and bts's my universe the official music video hina and don's ping pong ab6 uh cherry monster x one day wanho blue mama moves moo 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 much uh, Young Jay's vibin', Twice the Feels, Seal Love Like Me, or Lover Like Me, uh, Espa's Savage, Luna's Madonna, and Dohen Say's Takeover. It's a lot. It's a lot, guys. Uh, so what were your standouts? So, okay. I have standouts, and then I have songs that I like. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, so in terms of songs that I heavily remember... I heavily remember money because Lisa straight up was like, I want you to throw money on my ass cheeks. And I was like, okay. Watch me twerk twerk it out. Like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, girl. All right. Um, I remember Wanho's boo because he was airbrushed to the gods playing football with glitter, which is so interesting. I thought that was like really kind of why don't people do this concept more? Like, Mm -hmm. interesting. I like football Um, players glitter. Yeah, no, I honestly, I, I've i been really into like, you know, pe- like the little glitter and stars that like people put around their eyes. Mm-hmm. I've been really into that for boys. So really interesting. Um, and then let's see what else. Masta X, because I remember their song because it was like the slowest song on the list. And then also <laughs> Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> um, I also remember... Uh, Savage, just because yes. I just remember thinking Espa's going places, and yes. then Dohan say takeover. Yeah, like that's that's an interesting entry into the K-pop scene that I want to see expanded. I want it would be nice if K-pop did something different. Um, but the, honestly, the song that I like the most and the absolute standout was CL's "Love Like Me." I'm Lover not like even me. trying to be "Lover Like Me." Sorry, "Lover Like Me." Um, I'm not even trying to be um, like a second gen propagandist because that's not <laughs> me. But she took us back to the 2000s. And we all know the 2000s are on trend right now. But she took us back and she did it so well. And it was so good. She sounded good. She gave the energy that you need in a song like that. And honestly, the music video, despite having zero budget, was I thought pretty well done. So shout out to CL for making the best song on the list, considering I like a lot of these other artists. Um, also, uh, I did remember Coldplay and BTS. <laughs> Nat said they were corny. I didn't. Don't come for me. Um, I, I said did Coldplay was me. corny. <laughs> oh, clarify. yeah. Coldplay. <laughs> um, and I did remember thinking that I was like, is this like the music video look like Cyberpunk 2077? So... I guess that was interesting. Oh, and the DJ lady. She was cool. Yes. <laughs> but the, 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 I can't believe that's all my thoughts, I guess. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so, yeah, I thought that the, there was some bad. There were some really standout ones. Like, uh, Johan Say's takeover was just so unique, so different. I mean, it wasn't definitely, it definitely wasn't my style, but like, he's given us what he's giving us creativity he's giving us girl you know what it is 
Yeah. He's giving us what Luna thought she was giving us. Because she's talking uh, about voguing and, yeah, and I'm like, but Dohan say is actually okay. <laughs> Give no, no, us. no, no, you're right. You're right about that. Because and we did watch those envies like one after the other. So the comparison is really fresh. And I think if I'm gonna compare the two, I liked listening to Luna more than I liked seeing the MV itself because it wasn't giving us visually the visuals At to match all. the lyrics. But I didn't really I would like as I said his his music was not really my thing yeah not my style but still. but visually it was giving everything like him on that yeah. white horse with the little like thorn crowd and the long hair I mean come on come Bro, on he's up here looking like Daenerys Targaryen we, we're here <laughs> like for it cast yet. him cast yes. him HBO stop playing <laughs> so I I mean I enjoyed them both for different reasons I do agree CL's lover like me like I have waited for Chaylin to give me music that I want to listen to more than once and not just out of obligation. Uh, so I'm very happy. I'm very excited for what else is coming on Alpha. Uh, in terms of the other songs, Masa X is one day. Only thing bad about it is it's too short. Give me more. Give me more. I Am Was Looking Good. No Sleeves. Yes. Juhani Was Looking Good. Now, what was that you said about Corvettes? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And, and I did like Vibin. I mean, yes, it was a little bit simple-ish, but I really liked the melody. And um, it felt like a GOT7 song just done by Young Jay. And I'm seeing a lot of people say that online. And I think that's why I liked his song and his mini album, because it felt like GOT7 more than it, like everything, like all the other solos, like felt like the individual members. I felt like, Probably because Young Jay is so hands-on with the music for GOT7 too, like almost as hands-on as JV was. Like that's probably why, like he pretty much bled his own musical like artistry into it. And I really do like a lot of his songs that GOT7 have done. Like Aura is one of my favorite songs. Breath, that's a Young Jay song. So it's it's not surprising. And I, I did like it. I, and I it was very TikTok-y. I think that's what you mentioned while we were watching it um, in terms of like, the dancing and things like that and it's cute and it's fun so support our solo and money dropping lots of money i um, just i was look, <laughs> that song was so shocking <laughs> you like jimmy literally said korea allowed this Honestly, I feel like if I say what I really want to say, we will definitely be canceled. So let's just no say um, it, say it, say it, say it, though. Mm, 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 please, please. I will allude to what I am thinking. Okay. And what I am thinking is that there was a lot of shaking of things that were not moving in that MV <laughs> yeah. from a lot of people. Like, like very big, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We don't understand at all what you're trying to say. <laughs> all I'm saying is that, you know, the the things that Meg Thee Stallion can do in her MVs, the things that Cardi B can do, you know, in her MVs. It's a bit, yeah. It's, they it's, say, listen, it's, why you want like that? Why you talk like that? Why you want like that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah, Korea needs to find what, you know, they need to put their foot forward on that end because we done see it with Jesse and Jesse can't move at all yeah I, I feel like 
BBLs are a blessing and a curse, maybe. Right. But right. Well, let me shut up. We can, we can move on. <laughs> yes, let's move on to the topics. And Ooh. I'm gonna like there's some things that are not real discussions, they're just more like announcements. So some comebacks that we can look forward to. Tiara's Cree, uh, Eyes One's Yul Jury, Light Sum. We did do Light Sum. Um, we did cover them in a feature, I think a couple episodes back. IU is coming back. And also just like a quick note, you know, IU is such an amazing human being. She donated 700K for her 13th anniversary. Love her. Um, definitely watch Hotel de Luna starring her. It's on Netflix. And uh, Bobby welcomes a baby boy and is officially a baby daddy because he's not yeah. married. Actually, we don't. Do we celebrate baby daddy isn't? You know, rappers say we should so <laughs> yeah no i mean <laughs> no i just think it's really i think it's funny that he's a baby daddy and i think there was like a news tweet out i can't remember what site put it out but it basically said like bobby just had a baby to with his un like his unmarried partner or something like that and i was like oh i that can't was believe shady. bobby is a teen father that's just crazy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, you know, we love a stable household. So, congratulations to Bob and his I, child, Bob Jr. Bob, <laughs> we love to I see mean, it. it's a boy, so you know they already have matching fits, right? Like we know that's a, that. Has oh happened. yeah, we know that. <laughs> Bobby, he's definitely like, uh, he's one of those types of fathers for sure. Yes, he's gonna be. I think probably. <laughs> They probably have matching black air forces. <laughs> Ready to throw down. <laughs> I do think Bobby's going to be a very hands-on father. So, yes. you know, congratulations to him. Big Bang's Yang is also um, going to be expecting with his wife, Min Hyo Rin. And, uh, you know, it's really funny. Bobby, take notes. A lot of the comments on like in Korea on like Naver and stuff like that were like, that's great and all, but we were hoping for an album. Like, I was just like, Look, can you just not be happy for this man? All like, things in due course, girl, right? Girl, like I feel like they were willing to to trade in this baby news for a comeback. Like the girls are thirsty, Yikes. Big Bang. They're thirsty. So we do need an album. Just throwing okay, that out well, there. Well, Taeyong was thirsty too, which is why he knocked his wife up. So yeah. we all thirsty for different reasons. Come on now. I mean, yeah. he went bang, bang, bang. So yeah. Oh. Nat, you just, uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Chris Martin from now on. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. Okay. Uh, just another like update for comebacks. Black Swan is also coming back. You know, Futu is a basically the only black uh, K-pop idol on this planet right now. So um, we want to support. You know, we want to support. So shout out to uh, her. And I saw her. Like I saw her in the teaser photos. Hair on point. Body yes. on point. Yes. Um, I feel like the visuals are unmatched. So that's. If anything, that is a good sign for the album. I can't. You know, I probably can't say that. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely seen some like excellent visuals, excellent outfits, excellent makeup, and then horrible comeback. So I can't say that. But 
we have yes a yes uh okay so we will get into some of the news uh so if anybody still remembers after school <laughs> which I mean, at this point, uh, so congratulations to you if you do. <laughs> so prosecutors request a one year prison sentence for uh, Park Soo Young, who is goes by the stage name Lizzie, uh, for her DUI that I think occurred either earlier this year or yeah. And so I mean, drunk driving, it's not a good thing, guys. Like, we don't want to see it. We know Korean drinking culture is a thing as well. And so this tends to be a problem that does pop up for some idols. You know, Super Junior got like 10 of them at this point. So it's it's not uncommon, but like there's no, there's so many services set up in Korea to take you home. <laughs> Even, and over here, obviously, but even companies assign people and like, like I know JYP have like a service set up for idols who are out drinking too much who need to be driven home. So there's no excuse. And um, I mean, I doubt she's gonna get a year in prison. I just seriously doubt that. It would probably be like a suspended sentence at this point, but you know, the law is a law and she broke it. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, Remember G-Friend? <laughs> yes. It's like all the old groups coming back. Okay, so we just found out actually today that Cindy, Unha, and Umji have signed with Big Planet Made, and they're going to form a three-member group. So this is surprising to a lot of people because we all just assumed that they'd all probably go into acting, uh, which is what happens with you know, idols after they their groups disband, but they are going to come together. It's going to be really interesting because neither of these these three are the like the main vocalists in in um, G Friend. So like the heavy the actual vocal heavy lifting was done by another member. So it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of music they come out with. But I'm excited because they were like my three favorite members. So also the company that was just started and signed so you as their first person at this agency and she was formerly from sistar she left starship after like 12 years or something like that uh so so you's there and now we have another batch of former <laughs> k-pop idols and i'm loving it very quickly just just to say i want i love it because it's like your your career is not over after you disband. Your career is not over after you leave your your home based company after you know ten plus years. Like everybody is able to come back and sort of uh, do different things, be different types of artists. And this is a flexibility that would never have happened in in, in the first gen. I don't think because uh, the I think the aesthetics and I think your lane was so just restricted. It was just so. Um, narrow and now there's all these opportunities to reinvent yourself and i think that's really important as an artist so it's good to see that these these idols are getting these chances to be different things okay so the next story is a woman breaks into starship entertainment and made physical contact with a member of gravity uh so basically the police were the ones who announced that they were instigating this, invest, sorry, investigating this. And it's really crazy because 
they the person had entered without permission through a door that had been protected with fingerprint recognition and locked. And basically, because of that, she was able to approach one of the cavity members who was waiting in the agency for a scheduled event and made physical contact. Obviously, they don't say, you know, what the contact was, but it was enough for them to like not take care of it internally, but to call the police right away. So people, please don't do that. One, don't touch people you don't know. We are actually still in a pandemic. So this was bad before the pandemic. This is even worse now. Uh, and on top of that, like, can you imagine just being at work in some fan, I, I assume it's a fan of Cravity, just comes over and starts touching you? Like, oh. That's just so gross. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, agencies are doing things now. So they called the police, they gave them the CCTV, the um, footage, uh, both inside and outside, and they're like giving them as much evidence as they can to probably get this woman um, like banned from the premises and just um, maybe put a restraining order on her as well too. And yeah, as I said, they don't say what she did, but I, I mean, any touch is a bad touch. But the fact that they didn't try to like hush it up and just kind of like not bring any bad press. Or, is yeah, any any bad touch is a bad touch. Exactly. Any, sorry, that was stupid. Any, touch, any unwanted any touch. touch is a bad touch. Exactly. Now, if you want it, then you know. Yeah, exactly. So don't do it, guys. Don't. We know Wanho has abs, but do not do it. Don't do that. Don't be that person because you wouldn't like it if somebody was like just That's walking gross. around touching touching you. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And this is even before pandemic. Now we're in a pandemic where like people just be like passing all these certain th sort of things and it's even worse like come on guys so more bad news uh so luna's company blockbeard creative reported is reportedly facing financial crisis and are unable to pay their staff uh so i mean i've been hearing different things about this but the fees are estimated to be like a million to a hundred million korean one obviously and there was like a famous um, choreographer, like a really popular choreographer who also came out and said like, she actually hadn't been paid for something she had done before from them, but because she was such, she was she was like in a really good relationship with the girls and with the management stuff like that. She decided to, to choreograph, was it Why Not? Is her last single that came out? Whatever the last single was, um, she came and she decided to to do that for them and, you know, figuring that they would have their shit together. Well, they don't. So sh they just stop paying people. So no one knows exactly what's going on because even to this day, like, Blackberry hasn't really said anything. Uh, but I think there were some rumblings that they were facing some financial you know, situations or difficulties and that people, like, their staff had been going unpaid for months and there was like issues about paying taxes and salaries and things like that. But apparently, Look, not sure. I feel like not sure how feasible this is in South Korea, like generally. Yeah. But uh, word of advice: if you if your employer misses even one check, one you need to leave. Leave. You need to leave quickly. Also, go find a, a representative to help you get your money. Uh, yes. Missing even one check is bad. That's a sign. That's more than a sign. Yeah, That's and beyond the thing is, you just in, need to Korea, in Korea, you get paid for the month, right? Like you get paid that one paycheck for the whole month. Like that's how it's set up. So it's like if I feel like that 
feels worse than if it was like a couple paychecks here like you know like because a couple paychecks is one month in korea if you miss like your last three paychecks that's three months of no pay yeah that's crazy that that's you have crazy. to you have to somehow how find a month's worth of money to live off of instead of like a week's worth right yeah. or two weeks yeah. yeah so it's it's not looking good despite how like popular they once were yeah i feel like they they're like actual tangible success has never matched their popularity and i wonder why because it's like their music is pretty good to me like for the it most is. part I they agree. really I, they're charismatic the girls seem like good girls they're not like quote unquote aged out of k-pop you know some people just have it unfortunately aged out so it just makes you wonder not that i agree with the aging out but uh, it's just the reality of K-pop. But I just wonder why they were never able to capitalize, like turn that into money in the same way that, like, for example, a group that actually did this kind of out of nowhere was Seventeen. Because you remember Seventeen, I mean, they were popular amongst their fans, but Seventeen became million sellers like overnight. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it just makes you wonder, like, why Luna... It, it, it's, there seems to be like a glass ceiling kind of problem there. Lisa was in hot water because the hair that she, the hair one of the hairstyles that she had in the money video was like those like ropey braids, I guess. And some people had something to say about that, and they mentioned it or they allegedly mentioned it to her in a fan an online fan site, uh, and. There was a very choppy response from Lisa. I don't know if it was a connection issue or whatnot during this online fan sign. But it had a lot of people polarized, like, on what to think about her apology or quote-unquote apology, depending on how you feel. You watched it. How how did you feel about it? I kind of want to hear about people being polarized first, though, because I didn't... I don't see where that could come from, so... Oh, a lot of people... I mean, I think it was mostly, like fans but a lot of people were just like see she apologized whatever like she you know she really isn't gonna do it again and like she's taking accountability my personal stance on it is that she apologized but i don't think she understood what she was apologizing for uh i think that she was very, <laughs> i think i think she was very confused about it that's what how I, that impression just because she kept saying like oh yeah you know oh i'm so sorry i feel so bad and like you know thank you for telling me and like she didn't really uh, acknowledge what they were mad about so i think that's why for me it seemed like she didn't really get it but she you know somebody was saying that they didn't like something so she was apologizing for it i will Got say it. i will say i did like that she said then going forward she's gonna double check and personally make sure that it doesn't happen again. Because now, if it does happen again, I mean, when it does happen again, really, uh, the Lisa fans cannot be like, oh, she didn't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, she, we have a recording of her saying that she's <laughs> going to make sure it doesn't happen fake. again. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, I, I see, I see what you, what you were saying about then, like, you felt like it, it was, she didn't understand what she was apologizing for. Cause I, I feel like that whenever I hear Lisa talk, I feel like she has this like kind of naivete about her. Yes. I think I don't um, mean that in a real way. I just mean that in like, it, that's just how she comes off. That cutesy, like always smiling, um, sort of like 
not like not like it, it like not really complex. I, 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 yeah, it's just a very kind of like straight. I don't know. I just know that um, when I watched it, right, mm -hmm. a couple things. One, I actually thought it was a pretty decent apology given the situation. Like, obviously, some of it was cut out, so we didn't see everything. But given what I saw and kind of like the context and how I could put it all together, it did seem like a pretty decent kind of apology. Um, now, whether or not she knew what she was apologizing for is an interesting question. But I do think it was a pretty decent, like it was one of the better K-pop apologies, right? Yes. Um it, it, what's kind of strange about that though is that like you know how I told you I've been into like Thai TikTok and stuff like average everyday Thai people who just like live in Thailand and like never probably in their life have had any exposure to like you know most people don't most kids and most people in general like you, they don't travel you know what I mean like most I'm, I, I read somewhere that's like most Americans when they travel they travel within America you know what I mean Oh, yeah. So I guess the point that I'm getting to is like most people don't go outside of the country. And yet these average everyday people just with their Internet access knew, for example, not to say the N word. So it's just very strange when like celebrities who are like constantly going out of the country, constantly meeting people from different backgrounds, don't have that same level of awareness. And it makes you wonder, is is it that you don't have it or that you refuse to <laughs> you know, change. Right. Um, so that anyway, that has nothing to do with Lisa. That was just me going on a tangent. No, I think it was a really, really good point. TikTok. Um, but to speak to, um, like what I thought of her apology again, like I said, I thought it was a pretty decent apology if she indeed, you know, knew what she was apologizing for, but I will say, I don't really believe things until I see them, especially mm -hmm. considering, uh, was it Stray Kids who the like the fans told the guy like please stop doing this and he was like okay I'll stop and then like the next concert he just did it again <laughs> and it was awkward because like the fans thought oh he's like done with this co cultural appropriation and then he just kept appropriating the culture even after he said that he wouldn't mm -hmm. and he actually un I'm pretty sure this was like an English speaking member of the group too so was it Bang Chan? that he didn't understand. I don't think, you know, it could have been Bang Chan. It could have been. But I don't know if Bang Chan speaks English, does he? Yeah. I think he's okay. um, Aussie. I think he's an Aussie. I thought that was Felix. Uh... You, that goes to tell you, show that I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't pay any attention to straight kids except for when they do things that they shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah I know no, he's Bang Chan, though. Not he's Korean, Australian. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Bang Chan now. Now that you said that, it makes it makes sense that it would be him. Um, but he just he, he he promised he wasn't gonna do it, said he was sorry, turned around and did it again like the very next day. Like, well, not the very next day, but he did it after like a couple of days, then he turned around and did it again. Cause I guess he figured, oh, they forgot. <laughs> so I don't have <laughs> to pretend. Like being at that concert and you're like, you know, should I do it? Should I not? I said I wouldn't, but you know what? It's been a They while. probably forgot by now. I think I've been at get least three days. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like after seeing that, because I remember when I watched the video of him like saying, Oh shoot, like, you know, uh, you know, I won't do this. I remember thinking, oh my God, like wow, this is great. Finally, you know, somebody's actually going to, you know, not 
you know, actually going to listen, you know what I mean? Yes. And not just be on the defensive. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> and that's what made me like really dislike him. So fair enough. Yeah, I no, really fair I enough. definitely agree. I will believe it when I see it. I, I personally don't expect it to yeah. uh, change just because YG's whole aesthetic is like, cultural appropriation but <laughs> <laughs> literally cultural appropriation the the agency that's what yeah exactly exactly so i'm not i'm not really expecting it but as i said lisa la lisa said that she was going to personally make sure that she was on her her p's and q's so and i would argue that she probably does have enough clout within like the agency to do that like you of know course. what i mean like some, some artists it's like they just gonna have to wear whatever the stylist tell them to wear <laughs> exactly um because you know and, and they're not gonna like for example like if you did let's say you debut as a as a kid or whatever like that one group that we listened to the other day that were all of them were like 14 or some crazy stuff um was it them Maybe. It was one of the groups we did on Featured, though, I think. Yeah, I think it was them. I think they had, like, really... No, it wasn't Kingdom, because they were pretty... Like, all of the all of the members were, like, literally children. I think that's... I think T-14-19. That yeah, T-14-19, I think so. Yeah. Um, that's the type of situation where I can definitely see, like, an idol probably... Like, maybe that idol knows that it's wrong, and they don't want to do it, but, like, they... It's either that or they lose their job. Yeah. And I can see if you're a kid and you're in, like, that really weird situation yeah i understand that but if you're like Beckhyun and you pretty much run your agency like they listen to you you know what i mean like i just don't see how there's even any room for excuses yeah no absolutely so. there we actually saw in the music videos um and the comebacks that we talked about there are so many ways to be creative and to take trends from the world without appropriating like it's possible guys it absolutely is possible These or even like if you let's say you really love black culture which i get it like yeah, duh absolutely there's so many ways to like be influenced and be inspired and do something with it that doesn't just scream i only like i'm only doing this because it's popular and i'm getting money and um i don't actually care about where it comes from you know what i mean and I don't care about those people. Yeah, like it's it, <laughs> I, funny. I just I was gonna expose myself, so I'm not gonna say that. But yes, there <laughs> there are ways to like definitely do this the right way. Um, yeah. Be you know I think people talk about black people are so sensitive, blah blah. blah which okay, but there is a difference between cultural appropriation and, and appreciation, and we we do recognize appreciation, right? Like. I think a good example of cultural appreciation is Tamin. I, um, you know what? When we were talking before about like, there's a way of doing it of appreciating Black culture and not appropriating it or being disrespectful. The person who came to mind was Tamin because <laughs> I was like, we yeah. know that man loves Michael Jackson. Literally, literally, come on. Come on. And he 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 loves Michael, and he you can see it in his like the way he dances. You can see it in the types of songs he likes to make, but. You know, and I'm not saying Tim is perfect and I'm not saying he's never appropriated, but I'm saying that like at least going forward, he's been very like he you can definitely see his influences without 
feeling like he's you know basically wiping his ass with the culture you know yeah absolutely so. absolutely uh and yeah i think there are some artists who are doing a better job of it like not i feel like in the past there were a lot more jay parks and big bangs and things like that i feel like mm -hmm. coming like in i think as k-pop has globalized and so, a lot of these idols are online interacting with their actual fans you know on bumble on universe and things like that i do feel like they're understanding where the hard line is and they're understanding what they can't do i mean a Bro. lot of them don't care but still honestly it, what you said it makes me think about thai tiktok okay because like these tiktokers they will dance to all of these songs with the n-word and you know uh you know how on tiktok they get on there and they mouth the lyrics or whatever mm -hmm. they lip sync they will lip sync to all these songs with the n-word and literally will like not i'm not praising them or anything but they don't like mouth the n-word and it, it's just weird to me that like the like average everyday people know not to do this but then k-pop like people keep doing it like it's just so weird to me well it's because they don't care right they don't they've never yeah. really had the backlash needed to get them to stop and they don't invest i mean from what i can tell they don't invest in cultural sensitivity training which is what you need when you want to be a global force right that's mm. why we've been saying guys not your average citizens we do a lot of different things and we are definitely here to be the person to say no don't do that. Here's why. Yeah, uh, and, and we are definitely like sending quotes. So if you need to know like our price list, just let us know. We will hit you back in a reasonable amount of time with our price list for our cultural sensitivity classes. Yeah, definitely. I, You love black people. Well, you love black culture. So we're going to help you, you know, appreciate rather than appropriate. Jay yeah. Hart. And then on top of that, you know what else? You'd be supporting a Black-owned business. Yeah. Jay Park, you, you really need this. You really need this. I mean, I'm not saying that we give you a discount, but you definitely really need this. So just throwing that out there. Uh, you know, uh, lot to ask Black people for a discount. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I mean. Plus, he's rich. He's rich. He can afford it. <laughs> That's a little That's a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so our last uh, topic is actually a tweet that had been uh, put out at the end of last month, and it's by Crystal S. Anderson. Uh, she nice. is the author of, I believe the book is Black Into Soul. I'm looking, or sorry, Soul in Soul. Yes, I'm looking because I actually have the book. I actually, um, I was so ready to support a Black woman talking about K-pop that I bought two copies in error. Not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she actually put out a tweet that was um, something that was like really, really interesting because I feel like we've had conversations about it, but we've never really talked about it in full. So the tweet was, I like how fans are shining a light on how K-pop artists are involved in the creative process, but let's not do that at the expense of the talented music producers, writers, and arrangers that our faves work with. It's a collective effort, smiley face. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I feel like we have definitely talked about this quite a bit in that, you know, we just did the album review for Stray Kids Nose Noisy or No Easy, however you want to say it. It's on our Patreon, check it out. 
Patreon's only $3 a month and there's so much content. You'll have a good time, I promise. But yeah, in our review of Stray Kids' latest album, a lot of what I felt was that, yeah, it's great that you produce your own music and you're writing it and you're doing all these like lyr lyrical arrangements and things, but should you? <laughs> you we were so obsessed with if we could we never stopped to think of if we should exactly exactly so that's the thing there are so many talented producers uh lyricists you know in like people who play like these instruments these these elaborate you know sometimes complicated complex instruments that they're classically trained for like decades you know, but people will praise the idol who learned the chords for this one song so they could play it, you know, at a fan meet or something. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to like degrade or, or you know, talk down or negatively about the idol who does that. Cause that's pretty cool and everything. Like, I mean, it's more than I can do. I can, I can still only play Mary Had a Little Lamb and Scarborough Speak for Fair. yourself. I know how to play uh, all the major pop songs from 2008. Okay. Well, as I said, I can only play. Mary <laughs> <laughs> had a little laugh and Scarborough oh, Fair. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but you know, I so I'm not here to say anything real negative about that. But as we said, there are people who are classically trained who can do so much more because that is their specialty. You know, an idol specialty is not like <laughs> contrary to popular beliefs, guys. <laughs> An idol specialty is not actually to make music. It's oh, I thought to be you were gonna idol. say singing. Well, I mean, singing definitely is one of them. It's one of the things that they're not um, <laughs> here to be doing. Okay, we listened to a lot of music videos today, guys. I I can say that, and and mean it one hundred percent. Okay, uh, but being an idol is being an idol it's being popular famous very well put together having that perfect image always smiling always being positive having lots of fans and being popular that's what an idol is okay idols do things they act they sing they rap they're in groups they're soloists they sometimes just strictly do variety sometimes they're literally just like you know online these are people who are idols. Or sometimes they're like Blackpink and they're influencers. Influencers. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of different things that idols do. But, you know, being a like a producer, being, you know, somebody who writes your own lyrics, that's not something that is really required. And it's great if you can do it. But there, there's a reason that there's talented people in these industries who could who also are doing these things. And I think that SME has really, really gotten like the cream of the crop when it comes to putting music together. Sometimes the lyrics don't make no sense. We know this, okay, guys? I'm, girl, 90% <laughs> of the time, SM lyrics make no sense. I mean, what was I saying earlier? Water dripping fast and, and like, you know, <laughs> the, the novice. <laughs> <laughs> the novice stuff like come on like kwanga yes like some of it don't make i don't no think sense. anything anything in savage made any sense <laughs> at any point <laughs> but you know what it sounds good and they make it they because make honestly it, make i feel it. like that's what music is kind of about a little bit i feel like yeah. okay 
I'm about to go a little bit on a quick musical tangent, sure. but I feel like over the years, music has become, ha there's been this like increasing focus on lyrics that yeah. people forgot that like that never was the origin of music. The origin of music has always just been the sound, right? Like it's always just been, it's actually been instruments, right? Yes. And that's why it, actually the birth of rap came out of like this rejection of putting lyrics and people singing over a beat right mm -hmm. over a, because it, it messed with the music um I think am I I'm, I mean I don't I'm not necessarily saying that you know music has to be no words no singing right but I'm just saying like when we talk about music there's different aspects of it there's singing and then there's what we think of as music which is like the the actual instrumental of a song right mm -hmm. um because if it's just singing then that's just like acapella or like I don't know the glee club or something like that. that's actually that's something that's kind of like functionally different like what it's there for is actually different and I just mentioned that just because like I feel like we've forgotten you know why we put these two things together music yeah. and as being like instrumentals and like melodies why we put that with like the spoken word in the form of singing and it's you know lyrics are great they're important you need they help you connect with the song but I realized like the other day I just realized like I was loving this song and did not know why because the lyrics were garbage and then I realized oh I love this song because it sounds good it makes me the music makes me feel good um and you can love a song for its lyrics and you can um you know, or or another good example is like songs that are not about what you think they're about but I listen to the the music yes like songs that are very upbeat but have depressing lyrics those are my favorite type of songs honestly like i love a good upbeat depressing i'm gonna like jump off this bird song um i don't know why Yikes. okay um. i don't know why but i really really do like depressing upbeat songs like the ones that you can dance to specifically <laughs> that are like my life sucks <laughs> I think it's yeah. the cancer in me and also the millennial in me. I feel like they come together to create that sort of chaotic ne like necessity or something. But I really do like those. Wow. Imagine admitting to being a millennial. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. I think that sometimes those are the, the best songs. But I feel like people people who overvalue lyrics are so strange to me because these are the same people who hate rap music. Like nine times out of ten, I notice that yeah. like a lot of people who are into K-pop who really highly value value lyrics are not into rap music and they think rap is just horrible. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of bad rap, but like they just will not listen to rap music. And I just think that's interesting because them. rap is probably the only genre that is only about the lyrics for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean I don't know. I just I just I think that you know it lyrics are great. And I, even though that's not what this segment's really about, it's not just about lyrics. It's about giving people their just due yes. um, or their, their flowers for anything that they contribute to a song, lyrics or, you know, composition or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is like when we talk about artists getting involved in the lyric writing process, first and foremost, half the time the, the idols who are getting involved are rappers. So, yeah, duh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't understand how you could be a rapper in a K-pop group and not write your own raps. At that point, you're not a rapper. I don't know what you are. You're just a person who says words. 
I think it's really funny too because it's like I feel like even sometimes they don't even write the whole thing like they get it and then they try to just like they try to customize it to themselves and to their own natural flow so it's like they're probably mm. not even writing the whole thing they probably just like change some lines here or there or like some some words here or there just because of how you say it and the delivery and that puts a credit out for them and it's like okay so now you have like you've been an idol for seven years and you have like 70 songs or something and it's like yeah but how much how much did you actually you know, add to that or, or contribute to that, you know, like it's, it, I think it's kind of fishy, especially when, with the way that fans sort of push and herald these, these idols, you know, like I've seen like fan accounts being like, oh, they have 96 songs to their credit on the, like, I can't remember what the Korean songwriters, um, Konka. this is Konka. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's mm -hmm. kind of just like, okay. I mean, does that make them better than, other people like if somebody wrote a whole song and your idol only like ch changed maybe a line in like 10 songs does that make them a better lyricist yeah quantity does not equal quality <laughs> like i don't know it's it's just really strange but also people go to school to be sound engineers, to, you know, like to learn and study the science and um, from experts in these fields. Like to learn the, the technology. I mean, there's a huge yeah. technological aspect of it that yeah. honestly, honestly, really, those people are the ones that probably need the most uh, praise because of the fact that half of the idols cannot sing. So you have to digitally alter their voice in some kind of way. And then half of these songs are like eight songs in one. So they're the ones who are mixing these songs. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, they actually aren't as jarring as they should be. Literally doing the Lord's work as we yeah. speak. Yeah. So we definitely think, um, you know, believe that everybody who is listed under a song or an album definitely deserves the praise. Like we understand it's, it's easy to just like look at your idol and be like, hey, you know, like, you know, thank you for this song and things like that. But there's so many people who you never see who have made this song what it is and, and made it the song that you love. And I think that's okay. I think I would rather have an idol be a good singer and have none of your songs written by them <laughs> than to write every single song and not be great at the singing or the rapping or the dancing and just being subpar. Isn't that okay? Not that I feel like she's subpar, but isn't yeah. that why Carrie Hilson fell off? Uh, Carrie Hilson fell off because of the Beyonce thing. Oh, uh, yeah, she so, did say she was selling out parking lots or something. Yeah, <laughs> where, where am I getting this? So, Beyonce said, No, was it Rihanna that said Carrie Hilson was selling out parking lots? No, she said know. that about Sierra. Rihanna said some not very nice things about Ciara like way back in the day. Beyonce never said anything about Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson came for Beyonce randomly out of nowhere. And then the fans were like driving over her seat. What did she say? Um, I think she just made shade at Beyonce because I, I know if it's I'm sorry. Let me sorry. I know I said I I realized when it came out of my mouth what I was saying, but I was just like, eh, where were you? Where are you here? Yeah. Uh Carrie Hilson, <laughs> Beyonce. Um love you for rolling with it. Singer Carrie Hilson was accused of shading Beyonce on her 2009 song Turning Me On the Remix. 
Um, oh, okay. And what is turning she me on? This, so I'm she said, me on. Yeah, she said, okay, so your vision cloudy if you think that you're the best. You can dance, she can sing, but we need to move to, move it to the left. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> that's girl. <laughs> that was very obvious. That was so random, too. What the fuck did Beyonce do to you? And I'm not even like a Beyonce stand, but girl. Like, yeah, Beyonce just existed with her man. Like, come on, girl. Like, you couldn't have come for any other of the pop girls at that point who yeah. were a lot more successful than you. Yes. You had to come for the one other black pop girl. Okay. Right. I guess she didn't want that smoke from Gaga. But anyways. Maybe Carrie Hilson is um, transracial. I've been, uh, you know that Ollie London dude? Oh, God, yeah. He he really thinks transracialism is a thing. So maybe Carrie Hilson is like secretly not black. You know what? Uh, The British media seems to be giving him a platform to talk his nonsense. So Very weird. Yeah, it's it's when they're not, you know, writing hate pieces about Meghan Markle, they're um, allowing this man to go on and say that he he is Korean because he feels Korean. And because, you know, he got all the surgeries to look Korean, even now to his Korean nipples. I don't know if you've seen that, but he was talking about he wanted to get surgery to have Korean nipples. And I was like, what is Korean nipples? I'm pretty sure nipples just look like nipples. Yeah. Um, okay. Nobody's under nobody's seeing the race the racist undertones in this at all. Okay. I just okay. I, I didn't think it could get worse and it did. So that's what's mind-boggling to me right now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm sorry for derailing, but <laughs> no, no, no. That was very funny, and I'm not gonna look up his Korean nipples. I'm going to continue. And that is it for our topics. Now we are getting into the featured section. I'm very excited. Ooh. Our Who's group featured? today is Espa. I mean, y'all had to know. Come on now. I like mean, we talked wow. about them. We we ain't talked about Espa since they debuted, but we talked about them in this episode. Y'all had to know. <laughs> Exactly. So a little bit of information. The group consists of four members, Karina, Giselle, Winter, and Ning Ning. They debuted on uh, November 17th, 2020 with the single Black Mamba. And then on September 14th, 2021, SM Entertainment announced that will release their first extended uh, play, which is called Savage. The album consists of six tracks, including the lead single of the same name. And it was actually released yesterday so this is well, very fresh give the, the listeners some context what yes. when was yesterday yesterday was october 5th so that's yesterday to recording yes so uh we did check out their music videos no we did not check out forever that was just a remake for no reason ballad boring whatever but we did watch black mamba next level and savage so what did you think so first and foremost, I have to say that like the kind of music that they the well those three songs, uh, it's not my style. But before y'all cancel me and hang up the phone, <laughs> I still somehow walked out feeling like that it was a positive experience having listened to it. Like there's something about this group of people. And it could be just because who was it, Karina or Ning Ning, the one that was, you know, our girl. Uh, so I think you actually really like winter. Her. It was winter. Okay, we came out of it. You already know that 
winter she's that girl um she came for all of these k-pop boys and we are here for that every day of the week and she just puts her money where her mouth is so we just i feel like there's something about their personality they're they have something i don't know what it is because it's like weird i've never watched in their variety i've never really kind of looked into them in that way but like they just come off as like very charismatic when they are performing in their music videos and that's just something that is so underrated like you know in all of these featured segments which if you haven't listened feel free to go back and listen uh we always know of you know things like talent you know things like um you know what 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 company they're from and things like that um but one thing i feel like we kind of like take for granted with like a group like espa is just the level of charisma like they just come off like performers you know people Mm -hmm. who can sing people who have showmanship and know what to do with it um this is something that is just so rare i feel especially with like a newly debuted group like there's not too many groups where they just debut but they feel like they've been around for years you know and espa's one of those groups so i think when we talk about potential when we talk about like things that they're like that we like and things that we can see for them going forward i definitely see them being one of the top girl groups in the game I definitely see them being one of the more successful girl groups when if they continue on this same type of like particular um, like their performance style, for example, is one thing I noted. They have some of the best choreography of any girl group I've ever seen. Like it's just it's that good. And it's not just like that. It's complicated. It's also just really unique. And it's just something that you don't really see a lot. So I think they have a lot going for them. I think the only thing that can really hurt them is bad music. Yes. And that might not even hurt them because we look at NCT, look at Stray Kids. Okay, I'm not going to say NCT, but look at Stray Kids. Stray Kids is bulletproof. <laughs> like, Stray Kids could release anything and it still sells well somehow. Um, but yeah, I think, the, I think that could be the only possible limitation because they can, from what I hear, they can sing. And that is one of the more important things. Um, and they have charisma. They can. I think that there's like maybe one or two members where I was like, okay, the dancing is not as strong as the other, but it was still very good. And especially since they were, they had like a pretty complex choreography and all of their MV so far. Um, yeah. The, I talked a lot just to say, I see it for them, especially their off camera antics, like all of that tea coming up about winter. That was amazing. That, that probably is the single best thing that happened to her career is like, Cause I, I remember when that like came out, all of the girls were like, yeah, we stand her. <laughs> like, we, oh, it was like, Karina. Oh. I think it was Karina. Okay. I thought it was Karina. Yeah. I think it was okay. Karina who um, revealed all. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when that came out, all the girls were like, we stand her because yeah, why not? She told the truth. Most of it. I mean, some of it might might have been mean spirited if I'm remembering correctly, but like for the most part, like I just love that she was like, you know, and and you know what? It's I will say this too about SM because we were talking earlier. I was like, SM will stick by an artist, okay? An artist could straight up be like, an artist could insult everything about SM, could insult you know everything about Lee Suman. They could just say the worst things, and SM will still like keep that artist signed. It's very strange. 
But I, I mean, I think you mentioned before too when we were talking about it that like you know artists literally have to file lawsuits to leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's how hard it is to get fired at SM. If you want a job that you're never gonna get fired from, go work at SM. Right, right. Uh, So. Yeah, uh, Karina really is that girl. Um, I agree. I love it. Black Mamba was kind of like meh when it came out for a lot of us. But next level, I have, like, that's probably one of my favorite songs this year. It's between that, Shinies Don't Call Me, and Taman's Advice. Those are the three girls of 2021 for me. And I I just think they're so talented. Like, they out rap. They out sing, they out visual, they out dance. Like the only thing for me that could, that I do see as a limitation is the whole SMCU thing that they got going on with this Black Mama Snake thing and the avatars. Uh, I mean, in Savage, there's literally a part where they're talking about novice, like novice was Jesus who sacrificed itself. Uh, for them, and that they'll remember her sacrifice. I don't know what was going on. Okay, Look, like don't was- let don't let the conspiracy theories get a hold of that because I was saying <laughs> this looks like what I pictured the Illuminati looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you let the conspiracy folks get get their hands on that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I I would say that's the only thing for me. I don't really care because the music is so good that. See, I don't care what's going she's on. She's already in indoctrinated, y'all. Exactly. Nat is in the Illuminati, I'm deep. Okay? I'm in Kwangya right now. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I listened to the album. Album was really, really good. There's a song called Yappy Yappy. Oh my god, that album is so freaking good. Like, I'll have to listen to the whole thing. Listen, listen. We you know what? we might we can do an album review on it. Like. It's only six songs anyways. It's it's not very long. Uh, and it's, I personally think it's really good. It's, it's their debut album on top of that because SM for some weird reason has only been dropping singles for these girls lately. Uh, but it's it's different. It does give me a bit of like NCT vibes, but like the best parts of NCT. Like the best sort of weird parts of NCT, I would N- say. NCT walked so Espa could run. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, I am really enjoying the super rookies that are Espa and they came out the gate like ready to take over. And I- it's, You know I, what? Okay, ooh, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I, yeah. I have to say this. No, And I don't know if one day we're going to do a feature on featured on this group, but I'll have to, I just have to say it. Mm-hmm. I feel like in many ways, Espa is like a very polished- version of what i think jyp wanted itsy to be absolutely i kind of like see that because like i think the thing about itsy is like they still come off as cutesy and false whereas espa literally just seem like they literally just they literally seem exactly what girl crush stands for like they seem like they don't care nothing about these men they don't care (laughs) and no, no offense to any men but they just have this like this vibe about them that I feel like Espa, I mean, Itzy has to try it and it's just more natural to Espa. Yeah, I think if we want to do the whole like, you know, big three comparison, it's it's probably Blackpink, Itzy, and Espa would be like the comparisons because YG, until YG, YG's dropping um, a new group this year or next year or something like that. So that would probably be more <laughs> relevant. You know, I mean, they have influencers. Oh, and yeah. Lisa, Lisa's album sold over a million copies in China alone. So 
yeah, uh, <laughs> they're definitely still making money. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think that when they drop the new girl group, that will definitely be more of a, a more relevant comparison, I think, because Blackpink is more of Twice's competition, I think. Yeah, Blackpink yeah. is a, a third gen group. And yeah, these yeah. groups so, are fourth, fifth more fourth gen. gen. Yeah. So, but I think when you compare the three, like, at Itzy and Espa definitely, you know, are a little bit more rap heavy, you know, but the difference is that, and I like Itzy guys. I don't like all of their songs, but I do like the girls and I like Itzy, but Espa has singers. Espa has rappers. Itzy kind of has these things, but you know, it's not, it's not something that they're working on. Like, I don't see, I feel like they actually came out the gate with Dala Dala and as a, like a more impressive group than with what we saw with Loco, to be quite honest with you. I feel like they, they came out the gate in a way that I liked and then they've slowly decreased since then. Whereas Espa came out the gate and I was kind of like, Black Mamba's interesting, it's kind of cool. It's kind of weird, but you know, it's fine. And they have not disappointed since then. So I like, I do feel like SM has like definitely dropped the most polished fourth gen group. I would say like, personally, it would be them and it probably be Stacy right below them. Yeah, Stacy is a sleeper. Like they're a dark yeah. horse. I really feel like they are so like ASAP. I think about that song every day. Yes. I might not listen to it, but I definitely think about it. Yeah, like, the other then, day I was just thinking, I was like ASAP <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, I know that sick song, and I love and actually really like their first single too. But also, like I would think say too, like if I'm talking about the third position on there. I would actually put Weekly in the third position. Yeah, Weekly is another good one. Yes. So the fourth gen competition in the girls' sphere, mm, competition is Which is so hard. crazy because if you look at the boys' sphere, it's like two by two in 80s. <laughs> like, like, like who else is there really that's, I mean, it's because Stray Kids to me, Stray Kids is still third gen. Is so it? it's like two by two in 80s. I yeah. feel like I, okay. I, I always consider them as competing with uh, like NCT and 17. That makes I don't sense. see them competing with um, 80s in um, two by two. I just can't think of any other big fourth gen boy groups. I would say like, just in hyphen probably oh yeah in hyphen. okay but you know what i've literally somehow yeah somehow guys real like this is a real true story i've literally gone my whole life without hear ever hearing <laughs> an in hyphen song so they'll be our next feature i think i may have accidentally heard heard a song but like not that i consciously remember because <laughs> right, i just feel right. like i don't know I I can't. I think it's because they're so. I don't know. I can't do it though. Well, I'm team two by two. Yeah, two by no. two. Honestly, big hit felt two by two. They they rushed into like this other group and just kind of like have let two by two waste by the wayside. Well, two by two is doing very well on the charts. So even Allegedly. if they're not, I mean, yeah. <laughs> even if they're not being mentioned as much, I mean, they're definitely still charting in a lot of places two by two is the shiny of big hit and 
can not see that, talent yeah. wise, but but yeah. in, well, actually, kind of talent wise. I now that I think yeah. about it, <laughs> I do feel like they have more like range than their you know senior group. So yeah, probably talent wise, I do feel like they're the, the shiny of big hit, and I think BTS is a super junior, and I think um, in hyphen is the EXO. Uh, yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, <laughs> that's a very tough, like, but when I say that, I mean, in terms of like the popularity, I feel like uh-huh. Hyphen is super popular for no reason. Well, no Exo, reason, EXO made good music, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, okay. So, let, let, let me clarify all of that. I'm saying that in Hyphen is popular, like, EXO was popular, not the same level, but I'm talking about if you. Like BTS is the most popular, right? And then there's mm. in hyphen, and then yes. there's um two by two, and that's kind of how it was with um SM until EXO. <laughs> I don't know, they start putting some you know drugs on top of their music, <laughs> and EXO like just soared straight past Super Junior, even though Super Junior, ironically, I feel like is a little bit more relevant. <laughs> like in 2021, the EXO is kind of weird. Oh, absolutely. Most it's because, in the military. Well, I think also too, um, as Super Junior had like, I think people forget or they weren't there for like Super Junior's come up. Sorry, Sorry was a bigger hit than Growl. Like no shade at all. But yeah. I'm talking about in terms of the impact. I'm talking about how like far it reached and like, like, I definitely, and Super Junior, the members are all doing things. Like, they're like on individually. Radio, I feel like if you, if you like want to have a conversation, not right now, obviously, but yeah, if you, yeah. if anybody wanted to have a conversation about like popularity, individually, Super Junior members are more popular, so, I feel, individually than EXO members. So, so popular, so relevant. I mean, he chilling alone, alone. <laughs> A lot, literally <laughs> the king of and variety. it's so weird because it's like i i kind of get it because like super junior they do kind of have like a little bit of personality that oh, i feel they like kind of lacks yes. but at the same time they you know what now i think about it they all kind of garbage human beings so i can't really even say it's because the super junior is you know garbage because they exo has garbage human beings as well so i can't really i don't know it's actually like an interesting that's an interesting phenomenon that like super junior has popular members even if exo has the more popular group i think that like just quickly that super junior members are they understand korean variety a lot better Oh, and yeah. they are not like I think that some of these newer idols are a bit afraid of looking silly, silly, not cute, things like that. Whereas, you know, certain groups or certain the people who are really good at variety, you can't have fear, you know, like you cannot be afraid of how you're perceived because the point is to get people to talk about you. And exactly. that's why like Jackson is so good at it because he literally just does anything. It's there's uh, no yeah, limit. I know. There's no limit. But it's it's so funny that you say that because I feel like Shiny was good at variety, but like they just never because Shiny's hilarious. Like Jonghyun alone, he just said the most. <laughs> like sometimes he say something, and, and if he wasn't Jonghyun, you'd be like, I'll smack you in your face because he, he's got a smart ass mouth. <laughs> he um, really, really did have a smart ass mouth. <laughs> But like that's what made it funny, and like yeah. he, like Key played off of that very well too because Key has a smart ass mouth. Yes, and Taman was just like 
honestly, Taemin reminds me a lot of like how people describe Jungkook. Like, you know how people feel like Jungkook comes off as kind of like a himbo. And I'm like, you should listen to Taemin talk. <laughs> Taemin <laughs> is a total himbo. Like, he <laughs> that, that messy cancer vibe that that man gives is just... It does so much, like <laughs> yeah, the energy. But yes, Espa, we we Espa. we see it for her. We definitely, yes. um, you know, if the girls want to come and have a conversation, we definitely would love for them to spill more tea. Karina, and yes, yeah. you know where to reach us. You know yeah. Reach us. Cool. So yes, thank you uh, for spending this time with us. Uh, this is the end of the episode, and you can find us at <laughs> on Twitter at Nyan Edizens. You can find us on Gmail at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, sorry, Instagram and Facebook, now that they're up, because we know what happened earlier this week. Uh, <laughs> you can find us there at Not Your Average Netizens. And, uh, you know, if you have any any love for Espa, share it with us. If you had any like comments, concerns about anything that we talked about today, you definitely hit us up. We are so open to talking to people and you know having great conversations. So please do. We do have our Patreon. It is uh, not your average netizens. We drop weekly content on Tuesdays, once a week, obviously, because uh, we got jobs and it's three dollars a month. But we put there's so much content on there that even if you sign up today, like you're going to take you a while to get through it. You have, have like a long backlog of content. So if you much. Uh, we have album reviews. We have drama live watches. We have our no filter series along with other sort of deep dive conversations. And it's basically just us, uh, you know, as honest as, as possible trying to have really dope conversations, learn new perspectives. If you have any topics you want us to cover, definitely feel free to reach out to us and we'll see where it fits best. If it's like a Patreon episode or if it's part of the regular episode, we'll definitely add that in. Uh, so do you mm -hmm. have any uh, shout outs before we leave? I know you Girl, do. Girl, you know I do. Don't <laughs> I always? People probably don't even. Okay. Shout outs to my son, my actual child, like, Okay, I shouldn't say it like that. It makes it seem like I have like a real life kid. No, <laughs> I'm saying actual child because this is a person who is like significantly younger, but so talented, so amazing. So shout out to him. Shout outs to Nanon Girl. They're filming right now and his his whole aesthetic is on point. So shout outs to Nanon. Shout outs to Om because, honey, they just did a photo shoot on point that's all i have to say shout outs to first kp you guys know i still love first kp shout outs to gun who just turned 28 um we love the libra energy um who else am i shouting out um i realized just now that all of my shout outs have been thai boys lately <laughs> <laughs> um so i'll shout out some k-pop boys shout out to jungkook because i see it for you i i saw you in that my universe video your your voice is leveling up and we know it you listen is. so shout outs to you i is that really all of my k-pop wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was like very very brief i can't think of oh shout out to tamen i saw like some pictures of him in military he just looks so squishy and wonderful so shout out to him 
Um, shout out to that uh, person who posted those Jonghyun being savage moments on Twitter that Nat was talking about. Very, very funny. Shout outs to... Yeah, I, th I actually think that's it, actually, now that I said all of those things. Okay. Like, I can't think of anything else, so... Shout out to Jungkook and uh, Jin specifically, just because they did like everybody. I I mean, my universe is is it it is a bit of a corny song. I'm sorry, guys. It really is. But but I will say they all sounded good, and I don't often say that, but they did <laughs> sound really 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 good in this. Jungkook specifically and Jin specifically for me were they sounded so great. Like they've been practicing. And, you know, listening to us and our, you know, constructive criticism because we want, we just want you guys to sound good. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really happy to see that. And I hope, you know, when they do drop new music, I assume they're probably going to soon, you know, with this concert coming out and things like that. So, uh, oh, are you going to, oh, you're probably, you're, I was going to ask if you're going to get BTS tickets, but I remembered um, that's in, I don't think it's where you are. So <laughs> never mind. You can get that. Uh, well, yeah. Also, too, like, girl, what? <laughs> when have you known me? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, I mean, you know what? Do. One of these days I might go. Uh, so shout out to them. And then shout out to Young Jay, my second favorite member of God 7 who dropped ours solo which is his uh debut album it's called colors from ours and i liked it i actually wasn't sure because you never know the direction people are gonna take i'm sorry you just never know right until the album actually drops and you're just like oh this actually sounds good uh but yeah i actually i enjoyed it i thought that vibin was a very cool fun song and i think eternal on there uh, was another song that I really liked as well. So really happy. He looks good. He sh he's he's glowing. Honestly, Young Jay is glowing. So good for him. Shout out to the rest of the GOT7. Even Jackson with this whole pent the pack thing. I mean, it's not really doing anything new. Let's be real. It's literally just giving us like 90s, usually, mostly 90s, some like 2000s R&B feel. But it sounds good. I think it's like a comfort place for me, whatever. Uh, he's His hair looks good with that little panda hairstyle he's doing. So, you know, good for you. Uh, shout out to Espa because they're on that next level, basically. Shout out to us. Shout out to the listeners. Thank you for being here. And yeah, I think that's it from us. So have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye or night, you know. Bye. Good night.